Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. You know, I don't know that I've looked for comparisons yet in terms of his run style and so forth. I just got a lot of respect for it. Um, he's a strong runner. He's got built-in leverage. You know, he's not an extremely tall guy, 5'9 or so. His, his angular body positions, the pad level uh, is impressive, and that allows his power to fall forward. Um, they're very much approaching things the way that they have in the past. Although Jay Gruden is a new coordinator, I think there's a certain style of play that Coach Marone likes, and that's nuts and bolts run first and, and, and control the game and the time of possession and things of that nature. Uh, that's always been kind of Jacksonville Jaguar football since he's been there, so that's what we're anticipating. Huh, man. That's that's Mike Tomlin. Dude's doing his homework, man. I respect it. Yeah, I, I thought you could tell he watches a lot of tape, and obviously they all do, but uh, those were good comments about James Robinson, you know? Yeah. He did his homework on James Robinson. Boy, James Robinson feels like a he would fit in in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? absolutely. Oh, without a doubt. Come on now. I mean, he could play that, that Ravens-Steelers rivalry. Hey, mm-hmm. the old Jags-Steelers rivalry. You know, those yeah. black and blue kind of games. Yeah. That's who uh, James Robinson is. And I thought those were gen- – I mean, listen, those, those are comments that are right. Every coach in the NFL should be saying that about James Robinson. Yeah. That, like, listen, the – hey, they're 1-8, and eight, but – they're, I saw them play against Green Bay and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? The James Robinson comments, that's legit. I mean, this guy, there's just some news out about the Pro Bowl. I think, like, EA Sports is going to do something with the Pro Bowl and, and be tied into it. Uh, the NFL and EA Sports transformed the 2021 Pro Bowl presented by Verizon. Boy, there's a lot of sponsors involved <laughs> here. Uh, Pro Bowl fan vote begins today. Pro Bowl-themed show celebrating players there on ESPN and ABC. So they're going to do something with it. So okay. there is a Pro Bowl nod. There's not a Pro Bowl game this year. Well, I was thinking of this. I mean, should James Robinson make the Pro Bowl? Uh, he's a fifth-leading rusher in the NFL. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, listen, you only get so many. Well, what do you get? A, you get two, three guys per Pro Bowl roster? On a running back, I, I, I wonder how they'll do it, and will they do Like, now does the fan vote? I guess the fan vote does matter, but well, how, gonna be will, a will the there. rosters be as big? Um, some of the word just coming in on it, so... The bottom line is, I don't know. Listen, they're one and eight. Yeah. Okay. You don't get a lot of Pro Bowl players on a one and eight team. I think Miles Jack could be deserving. Mm-hmm. I think um, James Robinson certainly could be in, should be in the conversation. I mean, his stats say it alone, and what he's doing as an undrafted rookie free agent. So he's in the conversation. Like, there's no question about that. The, the question is, will he get the nod? I mean, we've got a long way to go until we find that out. Yeah. Listen, I mean. And it's it's it sucks to say, but he's probably going to win the popularity vote just because he's playing in Jacksonville. And, yeah, absolutely. And even though there's maybe a little fantasy factor you can throw in there a little bit, um, I don't see him getting you know obviously the popularity vote. But at the end of the day, I mean, listen, if if you're top whatever your top six in in NFL and rushing, well then yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. I mean I get it. Like nowadays too, you have to be good at receiving. But you can't deny the effect that James Robinson has had on this team and just what he's been able to do so far as a player. And I think he's definitely deserved a Pro Bowl nod. Now, whether he gets that due to the team that he's on, that remains to be seen. But I think if you put James Robinson, you put those numbers on a team like the Kansas City Chiefs or the Steelers or, or you know, like the Arizona Cardinals, well, then, yeah, you're talking about Pro Bowl for sure. But the fact that he's playing on the Jaguars, obviously right now it's a detriment to him. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, we we know we, we did this yesterday a little bit on the show. He's fifth in the NFL in rushing. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to give you some of the names, okay? Uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, this is the NFL, not the AFC. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Ronald Jones, Josh Jacobs. Uh, so obviously you got Henry Jacobs and Robinson, yeah. Kareem Hunt right behind, Kenyon Drake, Kyla Murray, <laughs> Clyde Edwards-Helaire, mm, mm. Todd Gurley. Gurley is have well, I mean, I, this is people don't run anymore, man. I yeah. mean, Gurley's okay, but he's averaging 3.7 yards a carry, and he's tenth in the NFL in rushing. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott's not having a good year. James Conner has been just okay. Uh, you got two quarterbacks in the top 13. Lamar Jackson's right there. Aaron Jones isn't doing what he did last year. I mean, Nick Chubb has been hurt a little bit. So, I mean, yeah, I think right now he's, if you just go by yards, he'd be the third back in the AFC, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, and James Robinson. Mm -hmm. And so if he can finish out this campaign, I'm not sure it's going to be much of a question mark that he he gets a Pro Bowl nod. No, without a doubt. And are they going to do the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl or like, like the no, week like before? No, like there's no game. Yeah, there's oh, no there's game. no game. Okay, yeah, no game. I got you. Okay. So that's okay. why I'm saying uh, that EA Sports I got you. Okay. is like they're, they're doing – well, you know, they're doing some kind of show or something tied into the video games and, and ABC and ESPN. It just came out a little bit ago. Okay, I thought they were still going to do the, the game. Okay, I got you. So with that being said, then obviously that hurts James Robinson because now you don't have guys sitting out, whether it's because of the playoffs yeah, or because of the Super Bowl. So um, that could hurt his chances a little more. Um, I think if it was like the, the usual way they do it where, you know, some guys are going to opt out, well, then, yeah, for sure, James Robinson. But now it's kind of up in the air, I think. Yeah, and uh, just, uh, you know, listen, there's 917 yards from scrimmage. The touchdowns are there. He's not like crazy touchdowns, but the touchdowns are there. Uh, Josh Jacobs averaging 3.8 yards per carry. James Robinson, 4.4. Mm-hmm. Derek Henry's at 4.7. So we'll see where Derek finishes up. But, uh, yeah, he's in the conversation. That's the bottom line. Uh, one of the question about the Pittsburgh Steelers I had, why do the Jags have their number? Like, why? How does that happen? It, it, this is a... You can have totally different teams. It can mm-hmm. be a new era. It can be different quarterback coaches, whatever. And the Jaguars in 2017 showed, you know what, it doesn't matter who's playing. We got your number, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, they did that back in the day a little bit, too, and obviously it was it was back and forth. But it's just like, I say that about Indianapolis. Look what happened this year. The Jags only win against Indianapolis. <laughs> only win. Yeah. I mean, why does that happen that you, for whatever reason – New players, new roster, new everything still do well against a certain team. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, at, at the same time, though, we're saying the Jaguars have the Steelers number based off of two games, though, essentially, right? Now, uh, I'm not sure, like, what, what the record, you know, the past five meetings uh, um, says, but when we say the Jaguars have their number, it's based off, in my opinion, two games. Now, I get it. It's hard to beat a team twice in one year, especially during the playoffs at Pittsburgh. Um, so I'm not taking away anything from the Jaguars, but I think every single year it's something different. And obviously this Steelers team right now is a lot different than that team was back in 2017. And obviously this Jaguars team is uh, night and day different than what they were back in 2017 as well. And as far as the Colts are concerned, I agree with you there as well. I think for whatever reason, if it's like a matchup, um, per se, maybe like a style matchup that the Jaguars benefit a little bit more, uh, whatever the reason may be, but the Colts, it's kind of the same thing. Well, listen, here's the deal. The Jaguars are 14-12 and 12 all-time against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. 14-12. Okay. and 12. We're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers who have been good, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have not been good for a long time. So this didn't just come on the front end of the Jags' success. Some of the wins did. But I'll even give you since 
Uh, let's go. 2005 was a good year, and 07 was a good year. But I'm going to give you since 2005. All right. Win, 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 win. Loss, loss, loss. Win, win, loss. So, even in the last well, two, go- four, six, eight, ten meetings, the Jaguars have won six times. But go and give me this though, Brent. Give me the last five meetings. Last five, they're two and three. Okay. So it was really the one good year. But even, they lost 20 to 6. Remember, they blew the lead in 18 against them at home? Yeah. 20 to 16. They scored twice late. They were dominating the game. And then 17 to 9, they lost. And Pittsburgh won 17 13. So it's like, it just, it's one of these games where it doesn't matter how good the Jags are. They seemingly play well against the Steelers. And, sure. and I understand what you're, what you're saying right now is, hey, Brent, it feels better than it really has been. Mm-hmm. I get it. But that's probably because it's felt so bad in Jacksonville. And you're talking about a team that's been one of the elite teams in the NFL for a long time, and the Jaguars go toe-to-toe with them. And it's the same thing with the Colts. You know, the Colts work the same way. What's interesting about that is the Colts over the years have, have kind of been that finesse team, so the Jags can punch them in the mouth. The difference with the Steelers is they're not that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a different. That's a punch you in the mouth kind of team. Even when they want to be score forty points, they still at times want to punch you in the mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's been a, it's an interesting matchup uh, between the two, and uh, the Jaguars have done very well against the Steelers. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, by the way, uh, well, the fire's not crackling yet. Oh, it's crackling. You're starting to see it. Yeah. Fire's coming on, man. Oh, I see. It. Hey, it, how, how warm is it outside right now? Honestly, it's actually be honest. Pretty chilly. Uh, let's go ahead and check that Action uh, News Jack app real quick, and let's see the, the weather app. Uh, feels like what? 70, uh, 70? Too warm, Brent? Too warm for a fire right now? 70 degrees? Is it 70 degrees? It's 70 out? degrees right now. Feels sure like 70. I feel like I'm chilly. I'm going to put a sweatshirt Shame on, on you. in a moment. Shame on you. But put a sweatshirt on. Sir, you're wearing long sleeves already. You should you're be doing applauding enough. this. This is you, Kylo Mori. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, here we are. This yeah. is for them. This is a tribute to them. L- listen, this don't, is for no, our friends no. at ESPN 690, the desert. Don't hey, don't call them friends because they're not your friends, okay? Because you you've spoken out against them so many times. Hey, people can see through the facade, Brent. Okay, and, and it's great that you're trying to suck up now, maybe for some more followers, for for some more branding. But people can see right through that, okay? And they understand that I was the guy that was on the bandwagon since day one. And you're the guy that was the, the contrarian, that wanted to be the cool guy and say, no, Kyler Murray, no, Kyler Murray. And now here we are. And I listen, by the way, you made a tactical error by leaving your sheet here with, with the quarterbacks on it with the checks and minuses. So I'm taking over today, and I can't wait to break those guys down. Yeah, we'll do that in a bit. Right now we have John Phillips on. You know John Phillips, of course. He of course. went to Green Bay uh, this past weekend. And so I wanted to ask him, have him on, and, and talk a little bit about it. Because, one, we're jealous. But, uh, yeah. but two, should we be jealous? Because was it the Green Bay experience without people in the stands, people around the stadium? John, your pictures, other pictures I saw, it uh, kind of looked desolate, man. Hope you're doing well, by the way. I am. I am doing good. You know, I just had to buy Folio Weekly to be able to go to the game. That's, you know, that's <laughs> <possible>. <laughs> Uh, but it, it, it was super somber and desolate. It was still amazing. Um, but I got to kind of go backstage and meet the GM of Titletown, the, you know, the big brew pub there that's one of the big hotspots. And we used to think of hotspots in a good way. Now it's a bad way. Um, but it, it was, there, there was, there was nobody there. There was nobody out. Uh, 
um, the county where Green Bay is is one of the worst in the country for COVID right now. Yeah, it's pretty wild. John Phillips with us. He was up there and, and he obviously covered it for Folio Weekly. A new edition coming out. Uh, when is that coming out? The new edition comes out today. So. Uh, that story is not going to make it in today's yeah, edition. That would have been a quick turnaround. <laughs> writing <impressive>. is hard. <laughs> well, we look forward to it. But give us a little bit more about your experience, though. Obviously, that was part of the reason you went up there. I think we would have had right. droves of people from Jacksonville. I know it was. I was bringing the family up. Uh, just to be very selfish here, it was the last stadium I needed to see on my NFL list if you take away Las Vegas and Los Angeles that had just been built. So right. um, I, I, I'm still ticked off about it. But uh, what? give us more. I mean, obviously, you just described it. Can you almost feel the ghosts? Is it like old Yankee Stadium or Fenway Park or Wrigley Field? Do you get any of that vibe in it? You So I grew up with a mother that went to the University of Southern Mississippi. And so I went to the Senior Bowl as a junior or senior in high school, I think junior, uh, when Brett Favre came through. And I made the grave error of having Dan McGuire sign my senior book, senior uh, bowl program instead, the cover instead of Brett Favre. I, I picked Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning, basically. And uh, but I still got to meet Brett Favre and became a a fan of his. And so you know, you you if you love sports, you follow the Packers. You might you might it might be your Yankees rival, but you follow them. And it's it it was supposed to be different for all of us. Yeah, I was looking forward to seeing the Dillical and, and Cap and, and how the Bold City Brigade does a takeover. That was going to be the story. And instead, it was this COVID in sports and how sad it is. So Titletown went from 150 employees to 10. Wow. Mm. I mean, that's 140 people without jobs, and that's just one bar. Mm. John, you know, obviously you're there for the game and you've been to a lot of Jaguars game and, and, and you understand how it works, right? Like in terms of right. energy, in terms of the crowd, well, obviously, you know, in Green Bay, there wasn't a crowd. Did you get the sense that I think Jacksonville came out ready to play, right? Because they're the underdogs. They were supposed to win that game. Josh Allen didn't have a shirt on in warmups. So you can tell that <laughs> team was ready to roll. But I think in Green Bay, they maybe came out a little relaxed days ago. Could you sense that at all? Watching maybe like some of the pregame warmups and things were, did the Packers kind of just kind of have a sense of just just, you know, complacency about them or not? I, I, I do think empty stadiums, even the playing field, so to speak. I mean, mm-hmm. it clearly, you know, they, you get that three, four, four point bump in Vegas. But I think it's, I think it's more than that. When, when an, uh, an away team comes out and they don't have to deal with the crowd noise other than what's artificial, uh, we – this was my first experience in a press box for crying out loud, which was which was kind of a pretty cool start. But it it was I was the only media member from Jacksonville, you know, and 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 it was surreal from that standpoint. Um, and you could tell that the Jaguars defense was playing, you know, relatively lights out compared to what some of the stuff we've seen. But there just wasn't there wasn't any oomph in the in the Packers mm-hmm. and you know but for but for that that the, the terrible ending um you know they might have pulled one out now I am a I am not a full tankaholic but <laughs> I'm okay with some level of of losses 
And there was a point in that game I was like, you know, I could be at this game and be the only Jaguar season ticket holder to see this win. <laughs> sure, um, sure. Yeah, good point. <laughs> and put that on my wall. But but it it was, you know, not meant to be. Um, and those last couple of plays are just – going to go down in the in the goofy ending yearbook for the Jaguars. Yeah, John, s- some things that don't translate to TV, especially for that game, was obviously the wind and just, you know, what was oh. transpiring there in terms of the weather. Um, and that happens all the time when we're watching it on TV. Like, can you tell like, how, how bad was the wind there? And do you think it really affected the way the, the quarterbacks were throwing the football? It was gusty. You know, as soon as I, I left the little press room and my free, my free lunch, I walked out and right into the tunnel – um, I put a video up on on Twitter, but right into the tunnel, our new kicker was just booming them through against the wind, and it was. I was like, "Oh, this kid's got it! Like this is if we have to come down to a kick, he's got it." But you could see the flags were ripping in multiple different directions, and sometimes the flags above the stadium were going a different direction than the little. You know the little—I um, don't even know what they're called—the things on top of a, on top of the goalpost, the little flags on top of the goalpost. Mm-hmm. But they—it was just gusty, and we were 24, 24 hours away from a full snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just—we missed the snow, but it was—it was cold. Uh, it was—it was gusty, and you could see the and hear the, uh, you know, referees, umpires, pants, just just looking like flags themselves at points during the game um, because it was so windy on the field. John Phillips with us here. He went up to the Green Bay Jaguars game and and really the only local from Jacksonville to do so. Obviously no fans in the stands, but he went as a member of the press uh, uh, now with his work with Folio Weekly. I'll ask you about that in a moment. Let me ask you one more question, guys. This is kind of a broader topic. Like, I hear people say, like, I hear, listen, the the players are going to say, I miss the fans. I do it because of the fans, you know, all this stuff. Well, yeah, whatever. You do it because of the paycheck, too. I get it. But, I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, the fans add excitement, add energy. Like, I think about it, like, in the Masters and some of these golf events. I'm like, do they really want the fans there? Does that add a, a, a sense of anxiousness, nervousness to you as well? Like, is it easier to play? Do you play better golf without fans at those big events? Um, I don't think the same could be said for football, but I think it could vary from sport to sport john you were up there and the striking contrast of shoot take the 2017 playoff run against the buffalo bills and to that stadium which was just so empty i i guess we really do miss the fans right we do you know i mean i there were points i'm i'm an emotional bear right I, i i I cry on a, you know, I cry sometimes on a on a random Tuesday. Um, commercial hits me right, and and I didn't cry during the game, but but there were points that, especially having been out the night before and, and heard of 140 people who lost their jobs, and and uh, one of my Uber drivers this is a quote that's going in the article, but was like, it, you know, you come to you come to Green Bay expecting this amazing light show like that's that's what we put on before the game and all we're giving you is a candle yeah yeah. and and it was it kind of was the candle and you understand the candle from the standpoint of you know some sports teams go into a bubble and this is green bay's version of a bubble because of what's going on in wisconsin jaguars have a different version of the bubble um you know they they allow my kids in and me to to sit there and 
and uh, and cheer and wear our masks when they're not eating candy. But it's it it's just different. But it's it's sad. And and you know, one of the guys said, you know, there's there's really no winners this weekend. You know, we we got to get through the season because people need sports. It does kind of keep us normal and with hope. But on the same token, we got to realize there's something bigger going on, and we've got to come together and get through it. Yeah, well, we watch sports yeah. for the experience too. I mean, that's why you went up there. That's why I would have gone up there, right? And uh, it's it's you have hope. You you want to cheer your team on, but there's also this experience factor that you know a whole lot of people in Jacksonville would have loved to. Now they have to wait eight more years, right. <laughs> Austin, for that. Well, no, without a doubt, and, and, and that's such a great quote by that driver too. I mean, that's uh, that's genius there because you got to think about this. You know, I mean, obviously, as someone who grew up around Green Bay, um, you know, Green Bay in terms of the city, like the Packers are what they have right like you have other cities like you know even like jacksonville and philly like there's other things to do but like in green bay it's the packers like that's the main that's really the only attraction and if you take that away in terms of the the, the fans and everything well now you're really you know you got some problems going forward um john i guess your biggest takeaway and and obviously you didn't get the full green bay packer experience you couldn't really hang out with the fans i assume and things like that but like what was your overall experience if you're to put in a couple words what did you take away from the trip? It was beautiful. You know, just the the stadium itself, seeing things in that perspective and bringing it back to Jacksonville. They have a lot better COVID measures. You know, they have elevator limits. They have different things going on um, because of the nature of the outbreak there. And it's it, there was – because everybody was so kind and so nice and so beautiful. And then they'd find out I'm from out of town, and I was like a guest in their living room, and they would they would try to help me even more because I'm the only one, right? Yeah, sure, and, sure. And then, then we'd start back, you know, talking about the, the statistics of COVID because that was part of the story. And, you know, here, here I'm kind of known as a lawyer or whatever – and, you know, I've told people part of part of Folio is storytelling, and that's really what I do, whether it's for clients or for Folio. And the story there was was just it was it was beautiful in a way and it was extremely sad in a way. Yeah. John Phillips with us. All right. Now let's wrap up with this. Give us an update on Folio, man. You bought this thing and and kind of helped save it uh, months ago. Uh, it looks like it's doing well. You guys having fun with it. Give us an update. Yeah. So the new issue comes out. I'm, I'm actually going to go pick up some advanced copies right now uh it's got my dear my dear client amarosa manigault newman on the cover um talking about uh, trump and the election and and all those things but it's got a great story on brian regan who's going to be at the um florida theater december 11th plug plug and uh and just you know some diverse stories about mosquitoes and everything it's it's they mostly keep me on the fourth floor doing the legal stuff, but it's been, you know, it's been fun. And, you know, as, as entertainment options and restaurants are picking back up, um, you know, folios not turning a profit yet, but it's, it's, it's getting by and, uh, looks like it's going to, it's going to make it through. And, uh, that's good. And as, as, you know, many things as I've done in the community, my office has done, um, it's been kind of cool to have people come up to me and be like, yeah, 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 all that Howard Schneider, Dennis stuff, and Jordan Davis. They, but, but, but Folio, man, like Folio, that's really cool because I've been reading it for 30 years. Yeah. And it's just a, it's a, 
it's another level of 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 just ultimate compliment that people pay as readers of Folio, and it's it's just kind of cool and and to you know get to get to be your substitute. You know, last weekend Brent was, was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, if enough uh, of y'all had gone, I wouldn't. Have, I would have. I'm the lonely folio. I'd have gotten bumped to the end. <laughs> yeah, well, I, can, I look forward to the article and congrats on on keeping that thing going. And glad you're having fun with it. You got to have a passion to do that. And uh, I think so many people are happy you did. So, John Phillips, thanks for jumping in, man. That was good talking about Green Bay. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, that's John Phillips. <laughs> Does a lot of stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, man. he's all over I the love place. It. Absolutely, uh, he is everywhere. The more and you Folio can do, is pretty cool. So check oh, it out. The latest awesome, edition man. coming out. And, yeah, and he's exactly right. Right? I mean, you need the restaurants up and running because that's where Folio goes, and people yeah. then grab it. And yep. obviously, some advertisers as well. So it's an important well, cycle. It, yeah, and I'll be honest, man. Like, I mean, I, I read Folio back when I got back to Jacksonville back in 2010, and like to me, I mean, you know, I just randomly came across at a restaurant. I started reading it, and it's got a little bit of everything. You know, it's got the off-the-wall stuff, but I think nothing better can encompass the, the, the city of Jacksonville like that magazine, man. It's just as simple as that. Needs more sports. Needs more Needs sports. Needs more sports. Yeah. Let's go. Absolutely. Uh, hey, when we come back, QB report card. Fire <laughs> pit is burning. Are you ready for this? You ready for this? I'm ready. Are you sure? I'm ready. It's chilly okay. out here, man. I bet right. it is. It's fire. Feels 80 good. degrees outside. Okay. 70 and dropping. Feels like 73. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Well, listen, if we wanted to just bump WWE by like a half hour or a few minutes, yeah. we should have just rolled your your highlight tape. Oh. Austin Lane. Oh, and there it is. And now Brent's playing ball. All of a sudden, Chapman throwing some high heat at me. Watch out for that suspension, Brent. Real quick, though. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Sitting by the fire here in the backyard. This is actually a good music bed right here, Coos, for this. <laughs> I need to bring the, the calm in, you know? Yeah, because the storm's coming, so get ready. I feel like this is like a start of a Chris Stapleton song, <laughs> which would be perfect by the fire. Sure. So, uh, bring it on. All right, I guess we'll do the QB report card. Oh, you guess? I mean, it's tradition. It's what we do every single, you know. Tuesday. Check marks for yeah. everybody. So, so no, 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 that's that's not how it works. Uh, so, did you put Kyler Murray's name on the on your Twitter thing so we can get that Kyler Murray bump? Uh, I'm doing that right now. Okay. You so take away I'll the go rest. Ahead. Well, we'll go ahead and be patient here. Yeah, um, I'm just uh, doing my best Cliff Kingsbury along with the fire. No Fire's problem. popping right now, man. Uh, I'll go ahead and let you do that while we uh, ask Kuz about the whole Twitter thing real quick. So, oh, uh, yeah. So, Kuz, Fleets, we in? We out? Dude, it's like the Android version of doing stories. I know you, Ooh, don't wow. have, you don't have an Instagram, so you don't, don't. have like that. But, like, but I have an imagination, Goose. Yeah, this yeah. is – we don't need this. You don't need it, right? No. Well, you like to go a little more – what is up with this anyway? Like I don't use the stories very much on Instagram, and now Facebook has it. So what's Twitter doing? They're just – I think they're just trying to copy the trend. Uh, everyone's doing it. I mean you have these videos that essentially sit up there. I'd assume Twitter's is for 24 hours. And then they just go away. So it's little life updates, I guess, or whatever you want to put on there for 24 hours, and then you move on with your day. So let me go ahead and say this. 
Um, this is definitely a Midwest thing, probably more of a Wisconsin thing, because I don't think they really have many anywhere outside of Wisconsin. There's a store. It's more than a store. It's like a man's haven, and they sell, like, farming equipment. They sell, like, hunting equipment, clothing, things like that. It's called Fleet Farm, all right? Um, with that being said, Fleet Farm, if you don't do something regarding, you know, these fleets right now, uh, you're losing. That's all I'm going to say. Fleetwood Mac, too. Fleetwood Mac. I like that, too, as well, Coos. Why do you call them fleets? What, is, what does fleet stand for? I have no well, we idea. Okay. Is it like a fast tweet? Like, I have fast no tweet, idea yeah. what they were doing with fleet. Yeah. So I missed, like, that whole thing. So that's what it was called. That's what they changed it to, right? It's called fleets. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so it's essentially it is though the Instagram and Facebook storyboard that will live now which, for 24 hours and then come down and it's as simple as that. Which all started because that's what Snapchat was, where you would just yeah. do it with your friends. But now I have to put it out there to whoever's following me on Twitter, who probably doesn't care about my photo from the studio. Like I don't know. Do you use the story uh, feature on the other? platforms on, often, on instagram i have a poll right now if you want to go vote whether or not i should buy a wawa hat so yeah i do plug it in. he's trying to plug it i appreciate it but you're definitely don't plug you it already in. have a wawa hat you have a wawa sweatshirt i just have the sweatshirt the hat's ten dollars and was thinking about pulling the trigger on that i mean you, you spend 80 bucks on usual hats and then now you're worried about a ten dollar wawa hat you yeah, get everybody's the, pull? the guy come wears on. eighty dollar baseball on. caps come on look like you're really that worried about it hey listen I understand what you're doing. You're, you're trying to clout chase right now. <laughs> you're clout chasing, and that's okay. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, the by the way, what's the Wawa hat like? Is is that like a trucker hat? Yeah, it's a trucker hat. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, because I don't know. Like Wawa doesn't. Wawa's not like a trucker place, though. No, but I, they did. I mean, the trucker hat's in. I get. Yeah, it. I the trucker hat's that. like the thing now. Mm. But that's why I was curious to see which way they'd go with the hat because, the, like, if you go to like, what's that place? Uh, you know, like, uh, uh, loves. You know, <laughs> that you'll see in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it's like a truck stop place. Yeah. Well, what do you mean it's not a trucker place? It's a gas station. Yeah, but it's it's not like located. Wawa's. The, I don't. I don't feel like are in the middle of nowhere, located off the exit, and you know that all encompassing. Uh, trucker place. Like we have one right in St. John's County off 210. Yeah. And that's a that's like a truck. I mean, it's an actual truck stop. Yeah. You know? And so uh, I was curious which way the hat would go for Wawa, but the trucker styles in. Well, I'd wear it backwards. Of course you would. <laughs> imagine, hey, imagine buying an eighty dollar baseball hat, and then imagine buying an eighty dollar baseball hat. And wearing it backwards. What's wrong with the backwards imagine, hat? Imagine making fun of me if we're in long sleeves with a, with a pair of shorts and you wear hats inside backwards. What's the what's wrong with the backwards hat? Get him, Brent. <laughs> Get him, Brent. We got to go to the QB report. <laughs> He's sparing you. He felt sorry. Say thank you, Brent Martino. All right, so check this out, Brent. What do we got? We got three quarterbacks. I have your I have your little sheet right here. Let me pull that up real quick. <laughs> Give me a report what card a, time. What a mistake for leaving that in the studio. <laughs> what a mistake for not sending one of your kids to come get it. Leave oh, my stuff alone. Man, nope, it's in my hands right now. Don't that worry. might have I'll, COVID on it. I'll, I'll disinfect everything. It's all good. Hey, you know what? I'm willing to bite the bullet. That's what it costs to put a couple check marks down for my boy, Kyler Murray. All right. So let's start things off. We got G. I assume that's Gardner Minshew. Well, didn't play, right? I uh, didn't play. Yep. So, no, he gets a... Hash mark. Hash mark, okay. I'm going to put the week nine down real quick. Yep. Minus. Okay. Uh, next, let's go Daniel Jones. This is your boy. This is your dude. Now, I got the stats right here. 21 for 28, 
75% completion percentage. It's pretty good. 244 yards passing. Zero touchdowns, though, Brent. Zero touchdowns. I'm um, sorry, 100.9 QB rating. Once again, what do those numbers even mean on this website? I'm not sure. Uh, we got rushing yards, nine for 64. Yeah, I mean, I've seen so much better. Uh, a 7.11 average per rushing uh, attempt. And then he's got one touchdown rushing. Ah, it's a rough one. Come on, man. You it's can't hard. even make up a good enough it's excuse. Hard. Daniel play, play Jones the Eagles. check more. Play the Eagles. Play the Eagles, and he didn't have a touchdown pass. What was his rating? Brent, what, what did I just tell you? You can't go by rating off this website. ProFootballReference.com. It was 100, 100.9. You can't go off it. How many uh, rushing uh, touchdowns did he I mean, how many rushing yards did he have? Like I said, he had 64. That's oh. measly. What, what do you mean, oh? 64? Kyler Murray gets that in one rush. What are you talking about? How many rushing about? touchdowns did he have? He had one. He had one touchdown overall. I'm, hey, you know what? I'm going to put a check mark next to Daniel Jones with an asterisk because I'm, I'm in a good mood. Uh, okay, you should. Okay. And who's up next? <laughs> you, you can tell he's not into this right now. And that's fine. I don't care. Uh, Drew Locke. Drew Locke coming in 23 for 47, 48% completion percentage, 257 yards. I mean, hey, one one touchdown, good for you, four interceptions. Okay, uh, a 37.3 QB rating. Do you need to hear any more? No. I'm okay. Starting to, I'm starting to lose faith in uh, Drew Locke. Yeah, as I think a lot of Broncos fan bases should be. Are they going to? Are, are they going to give up and and try to go get a QB? They uh, got I, it right. I mean, I believe at this point you almost have to, right? Because yeah. keep in mind, like they've done everything in their power to set Drew Locke up for success. Now, of course, he's had the injuries here or there, but let's be honest. With those offensive weapons that you got and the running game that you got. You should be doing better. So yeah, absolutely. They, sh- they should be better. I, and by the way, they're going to fire him too, I would think. I don't think Fangio's getting it done. Yep. Dwayne Haskins, obviously, he didn't play, so it's going to be another minus. Now we got the K. And I assume that's answered Kyler Murray. Brent, you know, you're seeing the week Groundhog Day? Uh, yes. You know, I wake up every single Tuesday. I come in ESPN 690 Studios, and I got to talk about how good Kyler Murray is. And once again, here we are, another Tuesday. Um, you know, uh, 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 I guess it's, it's like a, kind of like another day where you don't want to buy into the hype, but that's fine. Let's go over these numbers real quick. And I'm remaining calm for this one because there's no sense in losing my mind every single week. I'm going to lose my voice, and I need my voice. So let's just calm, casually go over these numbers. 22 for 32, a 68.75 completion percentage. Not bad. 245 yards passing. I'll take that all day. Um, one touchdown. One interception. Uh, an 88.7 quarterback rating. Now, once again, you can't go up these quarterback ratings. You just can't do it. Uh, I don't know what these numbers even mean. Um, what else we got? Oh, yeah. You know, he likes to run the ball. Every week I say it, and every week I forget about it. 11 rushes, 61 yards. Uh, I think he had more than Daniel Jones, whatever. Uh, but here, here's the big thing. Two touchdowns. 
um, off rushes. So that's three touchdowns, or as I call them now, tids. And Kuz hates that. I don't care if the FCC is listening. I call them tids. So he had three tids. Once again, Kuz do something about it. Not going to do anything. So tids, 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 tids. So with that being said, and you can go and mean bug me all you want. This is my segment. All right, this is the Kyler Murray show now. So go ahead and say what you want to say. I'm not going to stop. Tids, one more time. So with that being said, Brent, and now my voice is getting raised a little bit. I'm going to get a little more energy, and we're starting to have a little crescendo, if you will. The most important thing that we can talk about with this Kyler Murray, you know, whether it's going to be a check or a minus, we know it's going to be a check, let's be honest here, is the fact that he won the game. He willed his team to beat a very competitive Buffalo Bills team. It wasn't like Daniel Jones beating the hapless Eagles. No one's talking about the Eagles right now. Everyone's talking about the, the, the Buffalo Bills. And guess what? Kyler Murray stepped up and did what he had to do. Don't lie and act like you didn't have your tweet ready to make fun of Kyler Murray saying, oh, looks like Kyler Murray can't beat the Bills. Ha, ha, ha. You had that tweet locked and loaded, ready to go. Kyler Murray thought, you know what, Brett Martineau, go ahead and delete that tweet right now because I'm going to throw a game winner to DeAndre Hopkins. Boom, game over, Cardinals win, MVP consideration. And you know what? I wish I had a gold Sharpie in here because we're going to do something on the show that's been unprecedented. All right, we've had two checkmark games. Brent, this game right here, gold star game. And I'm putting, I'm going to put a star right now, and tomorrow I'm going to bring in a gold Sharpie, and it's going to be a gold Sharpie um, for, for a star for Kyler Murray. I'm done. I think I stopped listening. I think he left. You all right? Yeah, I'm afraid my Gold camera's going to go out though in, in a minute. So there's a red light blinking at me, and I think that's Kyler Murray mm-hmm. coming in. Yep. Has the camera gone out yet? Not even. Nope. Nope. You're still there. Oh shoot. Yeah. Did, don't, don't try to weasel out of this. Let's go ahead and hear your thoughts. Brett, <laughs> does Kyler Murray get a gold star? Uh, no. Uh, two check marks though. One for the Hail Mary. Okay. Huh. Agree or disagree? Anything else you got to say? You good? Whatever. Just he's he's the best quarterback ever this year. I mean, we 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 talked we talked about Kyle Murray all day yesterday. We talked about him today. Yeah, and guess what? And we talk about Gardner Mitchell a lot in the show too. But you know what? No, we don't anymore. Well, we're not anymore. We don't. But we talk about the Jaguars all the time too. I'm just saying, hot topics, Brent. Kyle Murray, hot topic. I don't know what you more you want me to do. I broke out the fire pit just for (laughs) Kyle Murray today. I mean, the guy, got, the guy got a check mark, another yep. check mark, and a fire emoji. <laughs> That's what he got. I mean, what else do you want me to do? All right. Here's what I want from you. I, I mean, first, I want you to admit that I was right and you were wrong. Number two, I want a, a full-fledged apology and a very sincere apology. Um, I want you to, to buy a Daniel Jones jersey and then throw it in that fire pit. And I just want you to say, Austin, you are the fantasy king, and then I'll be happy. Those four things... Those four things, and then we, we can move on adequately. And, that, and that's a word. <laughs> yes, sir, that's a word. It is. I don't, I, it sounds like a word to me. It's a word. Uh, let's move on. The, let's move on adequately. Yes, let's do that. Uh, <laughs> and maybe someday I'll say those things, yeah. or not. Yeah, well, do what you got to do. I feel like my um, making a fire was good enough for Kyle Murray. Oh, and by the way, our views right now, so strong. I mean, that Kyler Murray bump, it, it's the real deal. Yeah, that, I mean, listen, ESPN 690 Arizona is our best affiliate <laughs> we've ever had. <laughs> so, it's it's got a ring to it. It, it really is. rolls off the tongue. It's good. I mean, I think they're fired up to be mm-hmm. a part of it. Uh, so here we are. Uh, hey, one, let's finish with one uh, NFL topic. Uh, I wanted to get a thought. Are you How concerned are you for the Saints and Breeze? Yeah, um... I mean, it depends how long Breeze is going to be out for, right? Obviously, when you have a punctured lung and some broken ribs, 
you're going to be out for a minute. Now, they have the the luxury of Jameis Winston, who, you know, in, in terms of backup quarterbacks, you would think he's one of the better ones. But I think that when you – like, to me, it's pretty simple, right? Because when the, the Saints didn't have Michael Thomas, while their offense was one-dimensional with Alvin Kamara, they still found ways to win. Well, now you have Michael Thomas back. You still have Jared Cook. You obviously still have Alvin Kamara. And you have Jameis Winston. So um, if I'm a Saints fan, I'm not trusting too much about it right now. Yeah, probably. There's enough time between now and when things get really dicey. Um, And I think you're right. I think they've got enough to be able – heck, they could play Taysom Hill if they really wanted to. They could utilize him more. They're paying him enough. (laughs) So I I think they'll be okay in the meantime. I haven't really looked at their schedule because I didn't know it would be this serious. Uh, But it looks like it's going to be some time for uh, Drew Brees, no doubt about it. But if he's back at – you know, even with a game or two to go – and then make a playoff run, then they'll probably be okay with that. Uh, you brought up an interesting, uh, when we were talking about what to talk about on the show today, you talked about uh, the NFL coaching carousel. Yeah. You know, obviously they've already lost two coaches, and that's uh, O'Brien and Quinn. And you'd think others are on the hot seat. I just mentioned Fangio. Mm-hmm. We know Marone is on the hot seat. And I would think think uh who else am I? oh gase is definitely oh out. gase is probably number one for sure who else who are we missing there so i'm um, uh, okay did you say matt patricia you said matt or not it, yeah is he helping himself though now i mean is he, he you know i mean obviously i think detroit's got the bump because remember when, when they played in jacksonville there was rumors saying that if they win that game patricia was gonna be fired yeah so you definitely got a bump from that a little bit i feel like um I'm not sure if his job's safe or not yet, right? Because Matthew Stafford, obviously, how many years does he have left? I feel like if they go in a new direction, that new direction involves a new head coach. So I'm not sold on Matt Patricia keeping his job quite yet. Um, Other guys, I mean, I think you mentioned Anthony Lynn already. Um, You know, and obviously Matt Nagy on the Bears. I think that, I mean, and it's crazy too, right? Because they start off pretty strong and they're, you know, trying to contend for a division. And let's be honest, the season's not over yet. The Bears could still do something special here. But I think that when you bring in an offensive-minded guy like like Mac, Matt Nagy, and obviously your identity right now, it's definitely not the offense. Obviously right now your identity is not in the quarterback position. That's a testament to Matt Nagy. So he's definitely on the chopping block as well. Well, yeah. I mean, so we just went over a bunch of guys, right? I mean, we're talking about Gase. We're talking about Marone. We're talking about Nagy. We're talking about uh, maybe Patricia. Yeah. We already had O'Brien and Quinn. You could get Anthony Lynn. Yeah. I'm even rhyming we have so many guys. Uh <laughs> I mean, that's seven. Yeah. That's seven. Now, that's not guaranteed, but it's seven. So, you know, we've talked about this in the past. It does shed a little light on, okay, do you get ahead? Uh, you know, a shotgun already started the wheels turning on potential replacement here in Jacksonville. Uh, we'll talk more about it as but, the week goes along. Brent, my last question with this regarding coaches, Mike Zimmer. Obviously, four games in the season, he had to be on the hot seat. Is he still there? Yeah, I'm here. No, no, I'm saying is Mike Zimmer still on the hot seat? Oh, um, sorry. Uh, for for now, no. Okay. For now, no. I got All it. right, that'll do it. Uh, Live Local Loud coming up next. I bet they don't have a fire pit for their show. I mean, come on. And not as much Kyla Mori talk. No. I'll see you on TV tonight, Fox 30 and CBS 47. Have a good night, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.